Good morning and greetings in the name of Jesus. It's good to see if you're here this morning as we worship together at Lakeland to worship our awesome Almighty God, the Almighty God that we serve. I invite you to turn to Philippians 4. Philippians 4, I'm going to go to verses 4 to 7, and it says in there, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, Rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men, the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God but in everything by prayer, but in everything by prayer. How many times have you been in a conversation about a certain need and you heard someone say this, or maybe you said these words, well, we will just have to pray about it. I find it to myself and I am Amazed how long we can just struggle in a certain situation before we begin to talk to God. Or before we listen to what he has to say to us. You know, and it seems so often we complain about our problems and we complain about them to others. And explain that situation that we're struggling with so the others can see exactly what we're dealing with. And what we're up against. And we also start grumbling how long we have been in this certain situation. So we begin to talk to our friends and, uh, and ask our friends for advice. And we even tell them we just wish that God would do something about the situation that I am in. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Are we making our requests known to God this morning? Do you feel alone this morning in your journey of life? Do you feel that no one really understands the struggles and the things that you're going through? Do you feel the ups and downs and the valleys and the despairs and no one seems to care about you? And would you just like someone just to finally understand me and come beside you and encourage you in that journey of life? You know, we can each search and we can search and we can search for a lifetime to find this person who truly, truly understands me, to finally find out that they're just going to let us down. And we begin to search that all over again. I have preached a message a few Sundays back on who is the one we're trying to please. Who is our master of our life? Is God truly the master of my life this morning? Let's stop and think about that this morning. Do we hear what we're saying? Do we hear? Let your requests be made known unto God. 
Verse in Matthew 6, 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We need to seek first. We need to seek first the kingdom of God. We need to uh, seek him first and pray to him first before anything else. In Psalm 63, 1, David tells us, he said, he should be, uh, says this, he should be our first step we should take is to seek God. He says, O oh God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. You know, sometimes we as people can struggle with these situations in our mind, and we try to seek these answers for ourselves, and we try, we fail to take the simplest solution that we have that is available to us or to each one of us, and that is to take it to the Lord in prayer. Now, I think about prayer. And I think about prayer, it can be kind of like when we get an unassembled item, our product shipped to our home. And you have a lot of little parts in it, and you've got to put this together. How many of us just put it together without reading the directions? And we begin to stick it together, and it does not go together well. And we stop and we think for a while, what is wrong here? And then we realize we need to go back and we need to read the directions for how to assemble this item and where does this part belong? Sometimes we can treat prayer just like that. We can say, well, nothing else has worked for me, and we stop for a minute. And we think about it. And then we say, I should pray, I guess. So many times we as people, or myself, I can use prayer as the last resort. When life is going well, we can try to do it on our own strength. But so often when life throws these tough times, we then remember, maybe we should pray about it. I think back into 9-11, when those twin towers came down. There were many people. There were many people who went through those tough times who had nowhere else to go. They had lost some friends. They, they lost their, her, their loved ones. And they had many hurts. They didn't know where else to go. We heard that many of them started now attending church. Many of them now turned to God and prayer for those tough times. David was in a dry and thirsty place. And the first thing he did, he, was, he, he called on God. He was tired and he was thirsty, but the first thought each day was to talk to God. Prayer is powerful. And prayer does work. And so often we carry these burdens that we do not have to bear. We make life much more difficult than it should be. My encouragement this morning is to turn to the power of prayer into our daily walk of life, praying and listening to God. This needs to be our first response and not the last thing we turn to. Psalms 118.8 says this. 118 verse 8, it says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put the confidence in man. You know, people let people down. We need to understand people are still in this cursed and sinful world. 
People fail. I may not meet up to your expectations. Do we seek our master? Do we look to God for the directions for our lives? Do we communicate to him? Because he is the one who understands us. He is the one who created us. He created me. He created you. And he is the one that knows all that we are. There's no person, no one here in this world below who can truly understand me through and through. No one here below can truly understand my thought process and my struggles. You know, people can give advice. People can give direction. And sometimes it seems good and we believe in them. And just like that, what happens? They can let you down by something they have said or something they have done because they are not God. But this morning, I hope the advice they give you is to seek your God. And my desire is also to encourage each of you this morning to seek the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Do we speak to God? Is your communication to God a struggle for you? Is your prayer life a struggle for you this morning? Does praying seem like an exercise of well-spoken words that you just feel you cannot do it? Or do you feel that you need to pray just right or your prayer will not be heard? Do you feel God does not hear your prayer or answer your prayer because you did not have enough of faith maybe? Or did you not pray long enough? The question asks, do we make our communication to God difficult? Do we make our prayer time about us, about me? Maybe we feel it needs to be the perfect words and the perfect approach. Do we think we have to pray just right for God to hear us or to respond to us? Turn with me to Matthew 6. Matthew 6. In verses 7 to 8, we see here that Jesus, he reassures his disciples with these words. He says, but when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you had need of before you ask him. You know, I don't believe this morning that prayer is a mysterious practice reserved only for special qualified religious people. But I believe prayer is a simply a way to communicate to our God. And I, that believers can pray from the heart. They can pray from the heart freely and at any time and in any words. You know, we know the Bible has a lot to say about prayer. And the Lord has instructed us to pray. And he has taught us to pray. I have, some, uh, uh, I have some scripture here for you if you want to write them down. You may write these verses down if you like. It's in Matthew 26, verse 41. And then Luke 18, verse 1. And Ephesians 6, verse 18. Matthew 26, 41 says, watch and pray. 
that you enter not into temptation. The spirit is indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Luke 18, verse 1, it says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought to always to pray and not to faint. And in Ephesians 6, verse 18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So I think about prayer this morning. Prayer is not a formula. You have to get it right for God to hear our prayers. It does not depend on the long prayers or maybe trying to make sure we say the correct words. But prayer is an invitation to come before our Heavenly Father. Praying is asking for specific things from God and receiving them. Prayer is worship. Addressed to the Father in the name of Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Prayer is having a two-way fellowship with God. It's not just talking to God, but it's being with God. A mother was walking by her daughter's bedroom door when she heard her daughter reciting the alphabet in a very reverent way. What are you doing, asked mom. I'm praying, comes the reply. But I can't think exact, of the exact right words. So I'm just saying all the letters and God will put them together for me. Do we feel we have to have special words? God is the one who knows our needs. And he longs to hear your voice. And God hears us and he responds to us because he is faithful and he's compassionate for his children. You know, prayer is not just a ritual. That depends on closing your eyes and putting on our holy faces this morning. But we do need to know that God is an almighty God. And he is the one who created us. And he is worthy of our praise. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18. It says in there, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So I think about it this morning, praying without ceasing. I believe our minds need to be like David's. And all that we do, to, and say to seek God first in all that we do, and say. Seek him first in all that we do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Do we seek God first in everything that we do? Prayer should be on our minds at all times. We can pray while we're walking. We can pray while we're driving. We can pray while we're working. God is waiting to help us. When everyone, when we hear, when he hears our cry out to him. He can hear us in the middle of the busy afternoon. Praying does not have to be complicated. I believe God delights in the simple words we offer him. If we seek him first in our lives, he wants to be part of your life. Our Father invites us to talk to him. Jeremiah 29 verse 12 tells us in there. He says, Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. We can read God's word and talk with him in the morning and align our hearts with his as we start the day. 
And we have the wonderful privilege to speak and to pray with them as we go about our daily walk of life. Prayer is a way to communicate to God. As we go throughout our day, God longs to hear maybe just our simple prayers that we have. You know, back when I first started for Martin's, I went out to do a service on a troubled water system. I was still somewhat new at doing this, but not, as, not good at problem water systems or water softers. And Martin's needed someone to stop out, so they sent me. I had no idea what I was doing. I did not do well with problem calls yet because I, I, I didn't know how to take these things apart. And I was standing there looking at that software and I said, where do I begin with this system? And I tried calling other technicians for advice and nobody answered, nobody was available. And I said to myself, what to do? What to do? What should I do? I was quite overwhelmed in my situation, so I leaned my head up against the wall and I just prayed. I said, Lord, I have no idea what I'm doing and how and what is wrong with this system and how to fix it with what the customer is asking that is a problem. How can I fix this? I cried out to the Lord, but the Lord was faithful. He helped me through this tough time. It was something that the Lord helped me to see. And it was something later you could say it was quite simple. And I was able to repair that and a customer was delighted. Another one, one was I had lost a check from a customer. And I realized it a day later when I handed my paperwork in. I had no idea where this check was. So my own strength, what did I do? I searched and I looked. I looked in my van under the seats, walked up the trails uh, where I thought I passed where I went, tried to remember where I was. Where did this check fall out that I had missed it? I really did not want to go back to that customer. I didn't want to tell them I lost this check. One of my coworkers seen me looking frantically and he stopped me. And he said, you seem quite disturbed about something. So I told him my predicament. And rightly so, it was a little nerve-wracking because I, I didn't want to call this customer about this. And he said to me, have you prayed about it? In a way, kind of like, it was kind of like a slam to me at the time. Why pray for such a little thing? But I pondered on his words later. And the words of wisdom. And I said, he is right. That is exactly what I did. I prayed about it. So I prayed, Lord, help me with this situation so that I can find this check. I cried out to the Lord for this simple situation, I thought. But I cried out. And after I prayed, I said, Lord, it's now in your hands. And I left it go. I went to my next call. And I walked out of the customer's home back into my van. And here I had a missed call. And there was a voice message. The call was from our water laboratory. And he said, I found this check. It was, and I was not sure why it was in with all these water samples. And it, was the exact, and it was the exact check I was looking for. I remember this may have seemed like a small thing to me for God to answer. But you know, through it all, 
I remembered I had tears running down my eyes. It made me stop and think, what an awesome God I serve. That he cares even for the little things. This morning, brothers, prayer does work. Do we pray for the little things? Do we pray for the situations that we get involved in? Our everyday things. But maybe not like we always expect them. Prayers don't always get answered like we may want them to be. But God hears our prayers. 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. God wants us to know he has our best interest in mind. And he wants us to trust and to be faithful to him to the end. My encouragement to each of you this morning is to pray. Is to pray. And pray wherever you are. All that you do, pray without ceasing. I believe God longs to hear from us, even our simple, simple prayers. Maybe it's when you get in a traffic jam. We can say, Lord, help me to stay calm through this traffic jam. Maybe when we're dealing with a difficult person and we don't know what to do, say, Lord, help me to know what to say and what not to say. Show the love to me for this person. Maybe we feel confused in our job and we do not want, know what to do. Lord, help me to show me what I need to do. Give me the strength. Give me the courage to press on. Maybe we're dealing with a disobedient child. Lord, just help me at this time to have the patience and help me so I do not become angry and give me direction. These simple prayers, God hears them. God is with us and he wants to hear from us. Prayer does work. It is said prayer is the single most powerful tool we have here on earth. And yet so many people misunderstand it or ignore it altogether. Prayer is our ability to talk directly to God and listen to him on how we can live our lives. Those who ignore prayer and God are also missing the best parts of life. Prayer is powerful. When we pray, we invite God to intervene in a situation we're praying for. We invite him in. A God that knows us inside and out. A God that understands me through and through. When you feel that nobody else cares, nobody understands, God understands us. He understands us in, through, and through. We invite God to intervene. We're praying so that his will may be done. And that he would move mightily in our lives. Prayer is so important. And we even seen Jesus' disciples ask him. They asked Jesus how they ought to pray. Luke 11.1. 1, it tells us in there. Now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. When he sees that one of his disciples said to him. Lord teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. You know, here we see Jesus had just finished praying. Apparently in the presence of his disciples there. Eager to be like Jesus, they asked that he teach them to pray. Did, you know, here we could have seen that these disciples, they could have asked Jesus to teach them how to heal. Or how to preach maybe. Or how to cast out demons. But isn't it interesting, when we read this, that his request, their request was to learn, they want to learn how to pray. 
There wasn't a request to learn how to use nice words in prayer. It was to learn how to be better connected with God and the, and the universe. To know him and understand how to walk with him. The truth directs us to hear the heart of what prayer is all about. It's to know God. Prayer is a way to share what's in your heart with God as you would with a friend. And this is something that can be done anytime and it can be done anywhere. The door of communication to God through our prayer life is always open. And no one can shut that door. No one. God longs for us to connect our lives with him through prayer. He desires for, a, for all to realize that he's an approachable God. Jesus gave the disciples and us. He gave us the Lord's Prayer. We can find the Lord's Prayer twice in the New Testament. And it's in Matthew 6, and we also see it's in Luke 11. As we look at the Lord's Prayer, Jesus laid out a way we can pray. And he gave us a pattern for us to follow after and a way to draw near to the Lord through prayer. One way through prayer is we can acknowledge God's splendor and glory and bow before him in a humble adoration for he alone is worthy of worship and praise. We can thank God for his generous provisions, including the grace by which he has saved us and sustained us every day. All we have comes from him and from him alone. Confess. We can confess and repent of our sins. We have committed against the holy and righteous God, believing he fully forgives and remembers our sins no more, thus enabling us to forgive others. We can invoke God's power to fight Satan. Fight Satan and resist temptation, standing firm in the face of spiritual attack. And we can ask God, to help us to be Christ-like. Examples in all we say and do. Extended grace, mercy, and love to others throughout our daily walk of life. Prayer is a privilege. And it allows us to have a 24-7 access to our Heavenly Father. I know a couple years ago, I had phone service. I talked to some of my brothers when I used to drive truck, and I know the service wasn't always that great. And I know that sometimes we'd, we'd be talking and the phone service would just drop. And he called back and he says, you know, I'm glad you're not God because we lost connection. But with God, we had 24-7 service to an almighty God. He's always there waiting. He hears us. There's no loss of connection unless we lose that connection ourselves. God is waiting for us. So what direct benefits does prayer bring to us? What does it bring to us? It brings us fullness of joy. John 16, verse 23 to 24. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. We get what we ask for. And we get fullness of joy. If we do not pray, maybe we are full of self and maybe of problems. Prayer fills us with the Holy Spirit and with joy. Prayer benefits, we build ourselves and others up by praying to God. When we pray to God, Jude 20, uh, Jude, uh, 20, it says in there, building yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Prayer also develops a humble and a right attitude in us. It keeps us from becoming proud. 
And uh, God exalts us in due time. And in 1 Peter 5, 6, it says, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. You know, prayer also makes us sober and alert to Satan's devices. We can see in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Prayer alerts us to Satan's devices. Prayer strengthens us to resist temptation. Matthew 26, 41, it says, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. Prayer also has saved sinners. Romans 10, verse 13 says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Luke 18, verse 13 says, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Prayer is a connection to an almighty God. In the Bible, we can read of many that reach out to God through prayer. And we can, uh, we can see Jehoshaphat in 2nd in Chronicles 20. He was facing a great army. Although fearful, he prayed for help. Even though he had no idea what to do, he set his eyes upon God and he waited for deliverance. We can read in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 12. It says, O oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we had no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. So what was God's answer to him? We can see that in verse 15, it tells us, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but the battle is God's. So times we try to take the battle and we try to do it on our own strength first, but the battle is not ours. We can give it over to God and say, here it is. Sometimes we're truly afraid. When we all have uncertainty about the outcome of our struggles, it can feel like we're facing an army. There are times when we had no idea what to do or where to go. And sometimes we have to wait for the answer. And that's never easy, is it? Yet God's words to Jehoshaphat are to us also. Do not fear or be dismayed. For the battle is not yours, it is God's. What an encouragement. To keep holding on to God through prayer. What an encouragement. God did provide deliverance for Jehoshaphat. We've seen in verse 22. And we can find comfort in knowing that the same God is watching over us as well. He is with us. And he is with us now. Hannah, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1. We read about the story of Hannah in there. And we, um, as we read in there, she was greatly troubled. And sought the Lord for a child. 1 Samuel 1 verses 10 to 11. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou would indeed look on the afflictions of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man child, then I'll give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. And there shall no razor come upon his head. We can see from this. In the Bible we see Hannah had a total trust in God. There was no other options. There was no other, nowhere else to go but to go to get help from God. 
She had, she had made a vow to support her requests. Her face was no longer downcast because she trusted that God had answered her prayers. She has peace with anticipation and a miracle. Yes, God did it. So in the course of the time, Hannah gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked for from him. Jesus, the greatest prayer warrior and example in Scripture is by far is our Lord Jesus Christ. He talked about prayer in the Gospels. And we see that he prayed a lot throughout his life and throughout his ministry. Mark 13, verse 5, and there it tells us that in the morning Jesus went to a solitary place to pray. He prayed for his disciples and all believers. He knew that prayer would help us live a righteous life that pleased God. We know Jesus did not only teach us on prayer, but he prayed as well. He lived a lifestyle of prayer. He woke up before daylight to meet with his father. We learn from him that we should pray always so that we will be equipped for the ministry, delivered from temptations, and ask God to meet our needs and so forth. We as Christians should pray every day so that we will have the wisdom to deal with the situations we face from day to day. Jesus knew how to respond to those who he came across because he started his day with prayer. He spoke to God. People prayed. He prayed for people. Acts and Acts 12, verses 1 to 24. We know the story in here is about Peter's miraculous escape from prison. You know, Peter, he was in prison. The church prayed earnestly for him. The church was praying for him. So the night before Peter was placed on trial, he was fast asleep. He was fastened with two chains between two soldiers, and there were others who stood a guard at those prison gates. Suddenly there was a bright light came shining into the cell, and an angel of the Lord had stood before Peter. It says in the Acts that the angel struck him on the side to wake him up, and he said, Quick, get up. And the chains fell off. Then the angel told him to get dressed and put on his sandals, and he did that. Now put on your coat and just follow me. So Peter left the cell following the angel. But all the time, Peter thought it was just a vision. He thought he was dreaming this. They passed the first and second guard post and came to the iron gates leading to the city, and the gate opened up for them. So they passed through, and he started walking down the street. And just like that, the angel left. We knew, we know Herod, Agri Herod Agrippa was determined on destroying Christ's disciples. He had James killed, but not being satisfied, he had Peter put into prison for no reason at all here. While in prison and guarded by four groups of soldiers, we see that Christ's church was praying earnestly for him. The church was praying for Peter. And we see the prayers were answered by the power of God through an angel, and Peter was released. In the books of Acts, also 16, uh, verses 25 to 27, we saw how 
We can see in here how Paul and Silas were persecuted and they were put in prison. In prison, they were, down, they were not downcast. They did not complain. They did not feel defeated. They praised God instead. How easy it is for us to pray today when we're facing these challenges in life. Do we look at our problems and do we get disgruntled or do we feel discouraged as we're looking at our problems? Or do we look to God, the one who understands the situation? About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. God heard their prayers. And there was a response. And we know the response. Suddenly there was a, such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains fell off. Are you being held? Are you being held and bound by addictions? Has your heart been captured by the worldliness around about us? Are you currently in a physical or spiritual prison? So what is your prison that prayer cannot solve this morning? What is your troubles you're facing that prayer cannot figure out? The church that was earnestly praying was back with faith. That miraculously saved Peter. Are you praying? We as a church, are we praying for each other? Prayer should be in your life as a believer. Prayer should be in the home, in the church, and everywhere we are. Praying, uh, praying people is where it's a growing church. Things happen when we pray. Prayer directs the way. Prayer can open closed doors and protects open doors. Prayer must be a lifestyle for the Christian, not just an occasional activity. Prayer for everything. Pray for everything. Pray without ceasing. Prayer through Jesus Christ is the answer to all our situations. The Lord is able to set you free. He will set you free in the name of Jesus. So whatever you need is today what we need to do. So whatever you need is today is to look to God. Look to God. Do not wait for the perfect time to sit down and pray. Do not wait till you have the ideal words to say. Let's lift up our voices to God. And wherever we are, maybe it's in the morning, maybe it's on the way to work, whatever it might be, all it takes is just a few words. Let us turn our hearts to God in prayer today. He longs to hear from us. Let us kneel as we pray. We just thank you again, Heavenly Father, for the awesome God that you are. We thank you for your greatness and your love and your care for each one of us. We thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die on that cross. We thank you for your love for that, that we can be partakers of the, and, and accept his, the blood unto, to, into our lives, that we can be redeemed and be cleansed. We just, that we can have this communication to you, Almighty God, through Jesus Christ. We just pray to be with us in our prayer lives. And as we pray that we can seek you and look to you for directions and all that we do and say, as we go through our journey of life, the difficulties that we face, that we may know that you are with us every step of the way. And we know you're the closest friends that can understand us inside and out. You know us through and through. You are our friend who cares for us. When we feel down, we know that we have a friend in, your, in Jesus. 
We just pray to be with us as we continue in our journey. Walk alive. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.